As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. They look like an eight seed, right? Like it took about two months but they finally looked like an eight seed. Welcome in as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I think the Miami Heat, Olden Polonese, finally looked like an eight seed last night. And maybe the Denver Nuggets were able to carve their path one inch closer to an NBA title. A 109-94 victory for Denver in Game 3 in Miami, now up 2-1 in the series. But it was a game where Denver, in the second half, put the Heat at arm's length, kept them there for the final 24 minutes, and now Denver is two games away from winning the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Not that the Heat are out of it, but I do think last night, Olden, Miami looked like they were an eight seed. Um, hmm. <laughs> they look like a tenth seed. Oh, there we go. Play in <laughs> tournament. They, they are. Who is That's it? The, what they look like. The Pelicans thunder in that area. Yeah, because um, what I really noticed was because stars tend to play. You know, Butler's going to get, you know, his 2025. Adebayo's going to get his. 
Jokic and Murray today. Thanks. But I always like to look at the supporting cast. Yep. And when Miami is at its best, it's when those guys are playing good. That's the bottom line. When a Duncan Robinson comes in and knocks down shots, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, all those guys, Caleb Martin. What I'm noticing is this. The lights, the first game, the lights got to the heat. Second game, they balanced it out. They relaxed. They won. When they got home, I think they started believing the hype. It's not so much about energy. I think it's, you know, guys are wearing each other's T-shirts. You know, they're getting all the love from the Miami fans. First playoffs in Miami in nine years. You know, with the um, yeah, with the, the bubble, the bubble yeah, minus the bubble. Yep. So all those things started to play. You know, everybody's wearing their whites. We're in Miami. We're having a good time. Everybody's there. Everybody's celebrating. Magic Johnson's just saying, Dwayne Wade. They got caught up in the hype and believing some of that hype, and I think that's what really bothered them. That's what caused the loss. I, I, there's a lot to talk about the Nuggets, and we're gonna we're gonna get to them in a second because they are up two one in the series. But I also felt that last night was the night they needed Tyler Hero. And maybe there are at times in the Boston series when they did, but uh, for all intents and purposes, when you eliminate Milwaukee in five games, when he's hurt in game one, you're able to survive against Boston and win a key game seven. Uh, maybe you could be like, okay, we can navigate this. Duncan Robinson had his game two. I mean, you, you wouldn't, to see what Duncan Robinson did for Miami in the second half of the game on Sunday, you didn't miss Tyler Hero then. But with everything that you said, and Caleb Martin's been under the weather as well, I don't want to give him a total excuse, <laughs> but he was a big part of that Boston series. He was a huge part of the, of that Game 7 win. And if that's not there, and if Duncan Robinson isn't playing out of his mind, that's what you do need Tyler Hero. Like they missed Tyler Hero last night because Butler and Bam did convi- combine for 50 points, but there was no one else to really, really pick up the slack and be that third guy, kind of like Christian Brown was for Denver last night. Well, yeah, and I agree to a certain extent. They did, you know, of course they need Tyler Hero. He's going to get them, you know, his 18 to 20 points. And so, but at the same time, you know, you got to look at it this way. Denver players aren't playing. Well. Michael Porter Jr. is playing like, yeah, keep it clean. Donkeys behind right now. <laughs> I mean, it's horrible what he's doing. The only thing that's saving him and keeping him on the floor to a certain extent is the fact that he's actually trying a little bit on defense. But Denver themselves, they're not really playing great basketball. You know the way. I know they can and the way they know they can. So they've kind of been getting by. And so I just believe that Murray and, and, and Jokic were just too much for the Heat last night, more it, than anything else. But they, could, but they could get by because Miami played like an eight seed. And they actually yeah. were, were a seven seed, but they lost to the Hawks and then won and ended up being an eight seed in the bracket. But that's that's what they played like. Of that's, course. Yeah. Guys are playing over their heads. And we have to always go back. We made it a positive for them. And we also have to look at it for a certain extent. The fact that they have all these undrafted guys. There is a reason you are undrafted. So whatever it is, bad GMs, bad scouting, your bad performance in combines, whatever it is, there's always going to be a reason, but there's a, you know, there's a certain reason why you're undrafted, not a first-round pick. And so with that being said, sometimes, you know, like we always say, the cream rises to the top, it does. You know, we, we expect these guys to be these great players because they had a great series against the Celtics, 
They were playing above their heads. Gabe Vincent was shooting lights out. That's not what he did on a regular basis. Remember, Miami still had one of the worst offensive outputs of the whole NBA. And so all of a sudden during the playoffs, they picked it up. Like I said, everybody was playing above what they normally do. Water finds its level. Um, Nikola Jokic has been playing. (laughs) um, (laughs) His level is now 30, 20, and 10. Insane. Um, How insane is that? Because I I am really glad that you're sitting next to me today because there has been a topic of conversation throughout this Nuggets run of late when I've been sitting in this chair, and I think you're the perfect guy to talk about it. I feel that there's this rush for Jokic, and last night would be no exception, to fast-track him amongst the all-time greats. But I have I have a very difficult time looking at Jokic in the three-year window and comparing it, and I, I use Patrick Ewing as the example a lot. I There's no way that I can say that Jokic, no matter how great these past 36 months or whatever have been for him, I can't put him past Patrick Ewing when you're talking about great all-time centers. Yet there are people who will take last night's performance and say, look, 30, 20, and 10, no one's done it before. Jokic on his way. We're going to have him in the top 15, top 10 all-time conversation. You see Jokic do that. I mentioned the name Patrick Ewing, David Robinson, guys that you played against. Heck, your career mirrored Patrick Ewing's. All those guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where does Jokic fit in with all those? Uh, my first game was against Kareem. Okay, my third or fourth game was against Ewing, and so on. Then a week later, I had Olajuwon. So I've, I mean, I've had a career that spanned some of the greatest Hall of Famers. You know, Robinson and I were in the same draft class. So with that being said, I agree with you. And I know people are going to get crazy. And this is from the guy who's a Jokic fanatic. I I claim that. I just love how he plays the game of basketball. And so, but I still, you know, there's some trepidation with, with trying to put him in the top 10, top 15, only because he's still playing. And you're right. I don't think he's bad in Patrick Ewing overall. Like Patrick Ewing, once his career was over and what he was doing with the Knicks, Will Jokic be one of the tops ever? Most likely. But that depends on how many more championships he wins because he still doesn't have one yet. But I think he probably will get one, whereas Patrick doesn't have one. But statistically, I mean, he's nowhere close to these guys. And that's what I'm looking at. He's had a nice run right now in the last three, four years. But Come on, let's not get carried away. And unfortunately, that's the problem we have in this society. We, we, you know, it's a microwave society. Everything quick, fast, and in a hurry. And I'm not gonna just go out there and start saying, "Oh, he's the greatest. He's better than Wills. He's better than Kareem." No way, no how. But he is a hell of a player, and I love watching him play. What would what would annoy you the most about guarding him? Um, his passing, uh, his shooting range. His mind just what would be the all of the above? Oh, you're fine with it <laughs> because I was defensive minded, and I came from an era of toughness, an era where you stick your chin in there, it gets hit, you get back up. So I'd be saying to my teammates, "Yo, same way I did with Shaquille, I got him. 
You guys yeah. defend everybody else. I, there's no need for a double team because that's his strength. If he scores on me down low, he scores on me. There's two points. I'm not tripping. And that's why I keep I keep wondering this. Why you guys always want to give up threes instead of twos? I'll let you get the bucket down low because we would have had a game plan. And we were involved in our game plans when I was playing because I would talk to the coach, hey, I can guard this guy. I'll send him this way, you know, because no one sends him baseline. And I don't, I don't like giving away a lot of scouting reports on Jokic because if they tend to use it or whatever, it's like I don't get the credit for it. But it's like, <laughs> you know, unless somebody wants to put me on staff. But, but I'm sending him baseline. No one's doing that. Everybody's letting him get middle, which is the strength of most big guys. So you look at Jokic at what he's done. Could – is the reason last night's 32-20-10 game there because of today's NBA? Like, does does Olajuwon doesn't do that against Shaq in the 95 NBA Finals? Because it's uh, Olajuwon and Shaq. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> they're that's gonna what I mean. buffer, They're going to bump each other off. That's the whole thing. You're go- I, it's like when somebody says, oh, this guy here's a bad NBA player. Compared to LeBron, yes. <laughs> with those with those numbers that we see on the screen, I can't believe on a night where the Nuggets are two days or two games away from winning an NBA title, and Jokic has a historic night. I'm going to bring the dark cloud the next day. But it's what I I, I just want to <laughs> I want to get this in perspective because I feel that everything that you're going to read over these next couple of days and leading up to Game Four, and if they continue to win, is to tell us how great Jokic is because that's what we had in the playoffs when Embiid gets ousted and Jokic is putting up the numbers that he, he's had, but now we're going to start placing him in history. And in, in, in Olden, it's what we're going to do in the entire offseason, so why not get a start on it now? <laughs> Does 30, 20, and 10 happen? I don't think it happens 20 years ago. I, it I, doesn't happen 20 years ago, 30 years ago, because these guys were so much better, and that's what people got to understand. It's like we used to always say, you know, if we played against our lady of the poor, we're going like, we to beat them by 1,000 points. It's along those lines. No disrespect to Bam Adebayo, but yes, I have to go at him. He's not a Shaquille O'Neal. He's not a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's not a, an Akeem Olajuwon. He's not David Robinson. He's none of these guys. So when we were all playing, or when these greats were playing, rather, there was a way because I was good, you were good. So it's like I get 30, you get 30. We offset. And so you're not getting 30, 20, and 10. Now you can because the way the – the style of play is, I'm watching these guys. Murray getting the triple-double. Come on. He's still in the game with 30 seconds to go. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Hey, Come on. He should have uh, been sitting. But they went and got it, and then everybody cleared out the way and let him go get the last rebound. That's absurd. I used to knock my teammates out if they tried to get my rebounds. So to me, no, I'm not buying it. Again, I love Jokic and I love what he's doing. And kudos to him for going at these guys because sure. he knows he's better than them. Absolutely. Why not? Go get you 30, 20, and 10 or 40, 30. I don't care. If they're not willing to put the work in and play tough and everything like that, yes, he's going to keep dominating every last one of them. This is what Olajuwon did against Shaq in that four-game series. and I, Yeah, he didn't do 30, 20, and 10. He did do... 31, 6, and 7, 
34, 11, and 2, 31, 14, and 7, and then in the clincher, which was a sweep, th- uh, 35, 15, and 6. That, game. That, and and that, that's close to what we see with Jokic. Does it get to those round numbers that we like that we've never seen before? But isn't that line more impressive than maybe what Jokic did against an undersized Bam at a bio. It's very night. impressive what Akeem did. And you got to remember also, I think five of those passes went to Kenny Smith and he missed. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Taking a shot at Kenny Smith. Yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so to me, you know, the th- we got on Jokic um, after game two because he didn't have a lot of assists. He made the plays. Yeah, you know, he yeah. made the passes. Guys were knocking shots in, and so to me, those are the things. That's why I say sometimes the assist thing is a skewed uh, statistic because if I'm making the right play, I give you an open opportunity, you miss. That's not on me anymore. And so it's 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 amazing when I watch it because we're gonna look at all these numbers and say, you know, he's great or he's one of the greatest right now because we're in the now. We tend to forget what guys did in the past. And Akeem Olajuwon, we said his name a couple of times now, he doesn't get mentioned a lot in conversations of big. No, but I, w- I will say this. like I think Olajuwon's two titles, I think the way that he played and his game was different than Ewing's in a way where I think because of Jokic's emergence as the star that he is, we appreciate Akeem's game a, a little bit more than maybe we did in the past, I think we lessen some of the other ones. And and that's why I bring up Ewing as the example. Because I also don't think, and my argument old in the past couple of weeks is, Jokic hasn't had to carry the city of New York on his shoulders Ooh. for a you know a, a decade plus. No. And 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 there is there is something to that. The game is different. But when we see the numbers from Jokic, I'm not trying to rain on the Jokic parade. I'm trying to put it in into perspective so we don't get all crazy in talking about where Nikola Jokic is in the game's history seeing something on the screen right now he's the be- is he the best player in the world right now well he's you know one of you know 30 players that are actually still playing right now but yeah like that that really helps you become a prisoner of the moment but when you see 30 20 and 10 and no one's ever done it before we needed your perspective from the era that you're you played and the centers that ended up playing and we needed that to really take a look and then when you take a look at what Olajuwon did say against a Shaquille O'Neal in that 1995 NBA finals or what he did against Patrick Ewing and never scoring less than 21 points and you know having 30 points and 10 rebounds and 20 10 and 7 25 10 and 7 and a game 7 win against the Knicks 30 years ago it just you need to put Jokic in the in the in the proper perspective and I'm afraid that this runaway train after last night's 30 20 and 10 game was about to be you know flying down the tracks can I put it I I would have to put it in this perspective you know we always do the if 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 okay I'll give you a if if Jokic was to play against Hakeem Olajuwon I'm not Hakeem um Shaquille O'Neal I believe Shaquille would follow him out in the first half. Really? I believe Shaquille O'Neal, because of his size and strength and what he, he possessed, would follow him out in the first half. Because Jokic tends to foul, but nobody takes advantage of it. Mm-hmm. You know, Adebayo gets a couple every now and then, but he, he wants to rely on the jump shot more than anything else. So Jokic is okay with that. If you make it, fine. It's a two-pointer. 
So he's not tripping, and that's what I'm saying. No one goes at him defensively. They did in game two, and then he got really frustrated. And no one talks about that. Again, coming from a guy who loves Joker. I love him. I love watching him play. And I think he's going to bring back the big man to a certain extent. Because they're going to have to find people that can defend him. Yeah. And if you can't, then the Denver Nuggets are going to be running through this damn league for a couple of years. He's Older Polynesia. I'm Dan Beyer. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, Nods to campus, legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. And odds are wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. 
And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug. Good at any graduate hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. He's the NBA vet, Olden Polonese. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code Gottlieb for a special offer when you sign up. That's code Gottlieb only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Joining us on the line, our Fox Sports Radio NBA insider that you can find on Twitter at Mark G underscore Medina. Mark Medina joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. How is your Thursday going so far? Mark? Well, Dan, so far, today is the highlight right now with talking to you guys. All right. So. <laughs> hey. All right. And that's at 327 Eastern time. So there are very few hours left in you know in the in the day on the East Coast. So this is really good. We may have wrapped up June 8th for Mark Medina. The Nuggets wrapped up game three last night with great performances by Nikola Jokic, but also from Jamal Murray. And Christian Brown had his successful evening. Who were you most impressed with last night with the Nuggets in their Game 3 win? Well, I'm most impressed with Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray. I'm not surprised that they performed those kind of feats because we've seen them perform pretty consistently you know, throughout these playoffs. But I think because of the history that they made with being those first teammates in NBA history to post triple-double performances with at least 30 in the same game, I think it brought to light just the importance of what those two players have represented as a duo. Like, I don't think I'm speaking in hyperbolic terms at all. It's pretty matter-of-fact that they've been the best duo in the playoffs this season when you compare other guys. I mean, there might be more talented guys when you look at Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, but they've been hurt. Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they're great, but, you know, they eventually ran out of gas. The chemistry with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown wasn't always up to snuff. You know, Joel Embiid, James Harden underperformed. So when you look at Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, not only have they reached a much further stage, but their dynamic has been pretty consistent with really knowing how to tap into each other's skill sets without stepping on each other's toes. Hey, Mark Olden here. Um, I want to ask you about the comment that Jimmy Butler made um, about the lack of energy. And I know you've covered you know the league forever. Yeah. Um, have you ever, <laughs> in your years, ever seen anything like that or heard anything like that? A guy actually admit it? Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I, this brought to mind Julius Randle in the second round of the playoffs, ironically enough, against the Miami Heat, saying that, you know, maybe maybe they wanted it more. I mean, it's really odd to hear those kind of comments during the playoffs, let alone the finals. You know, Michael Malone, after game two, when Miami beat the, them, he was calling out the players' effort. Um, look, like, they know more than themselves, and they're their own toughest critic. For, as an NBA fan and just an observer, I didn't look at yesterday's game game of the heat like not having enough energy or competing I, I just think that it was one of those things where the nuggets depth is clearly uh, you know head and shoulders above miami and you can only do so much but look um miami has gotten to its uh, gotten this far because they've over you know exceeded expectations they played above their potential so there is that other level that they think is lacking all the more power to them but at least from what i saw game three it really had more to do with how dominant Jokic and murray are and just how much depth 
that they have offensively as a team versus anything that Miami did or didn't do. Mark Medina joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Holden Polonese. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Olden and I were talking about it. I said I thought the Heat actually looked like an eight seed. Olden said he thought they looked like a ten seed last night. <laughs> I also I also felt that they missed Tyler Hero last night. Um, where where are we with his return? Because I I don't foresee a scenario where you could just throw Tyler Hero in in a game six if it goes that far and everything's a okay. Like does he have to come back Friday? to have any use in this series uh, whatsoever. What are your thoughts on hero status? Yeah, well, from what Eric Spolster said, that he's been cleared for certain work with individual drills, but not team full contact. So I think that, you know, they'll certainly welcome his presence back, but as far as the expectations go, it doesn't seem like there's a window yet for him to return for Game 4. They technically have time, but even if he does return, it's not going to be a plug in play situation because of the fact that he's been out for almost the entire playoffs. I mean, his hand injury was in the first round against Milwaukee. And so while, you know, heat culture is a real thing and they keep their guys, uh, you know, in game shape and because of the nature of his injury, he can do some conditioning work. As Olden can attest, like nothing replaces the actual game itself. So if he returns, no doubt a net positive. He's another shooter on the floor. He's another role player that can offset some of the workload from Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. But I think, you know, what you're getting from him it would be in very limited spurts as opposed to, hey, let's plug and play and let him unleash uh, and save us here. So uh, if the Heat are going to come back from this series, it's not going to be because of Tyler Hero. Maybe he's an added bonus, mm-hmm. but it's really going to be about Jimmy out of, uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo playing at their best Guys like Max Struess and Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin hitting their shots and then hoping that there are some off nights from Denver, which uh, might be easier said than done because they just have so much depth. And, you know, it's funny, Mark, you said that because that's what I was saying. I just think that the Denver Nuggets are way better than the Heat. You know, I think, and we agree with the fact that they've been playing over their heads quite a bit. So whether Tyler Hero comes in or not, to me, I don't think makes much of a difference. But I got to ask you this question. What is wrong, in your opinion, with my, uh, Michael Porter Jr.? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, he has kind of rever- reverted back to kind of his old habits of the, the young learning curve of when your shots aren't falling, struggling to find a way to still have an impact on the game. And it's it's puzzling because that was a rite of passage of growth this season of not only being healthy, but being, you know, that complete player that they envisioned. Now, in fairness to the Nuggets, they've been able to get by because of their depth. And, you know, it's not like their success necessarily hinges on him hitting shots or having an imprint on the game. But it goes without saying, he's got to hit open shots, and because of his potential, he's got to do more. There's going to be a game where, you know, as great as Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray are, that, you know, maybe they don't have a triple-double that night. Maybe it's just a double-double. And a role player, whether it's Aaron Gordon 
and Contavious Caldwell-Pope or Bruce Brown, maybe they're not having their best game. The Nuggets, by design, is all about, obviously, Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray doing what they can do, but having a you know composite character, if you will, or a group of players that can you know supplement that. And Michael Porter Jr.'s got to be in that mix. Maybe it doesn't fall on him entirely. They have that luxury, but you have to anticipate that some of those role players aren't going to have that consistency because they're role players. So far, it's been fine, but that is something that could wind up catching them, at least in a game. He's our NBA insider, Mark Medina. Find him on Twitter at MarkG underscore Medina, covering the NBA Finals and so much more. Last one before you go. What do you think happens with Chris Paul in Phoenix? Chris Haynes says he's going to be waived. Um, does he go back to Phoenix on a lesser salary? Do you think a trade does get worked out between now and, and June 28th? What do you think about Chris Paul's situation in Phoenix? Yeah, I think there's so many what-ifs. He's going to you know, prolong his career. You know, Chris Paul, before the postseason began, made it clear to me that he's not looking to retire. You know, obviously health's part of that, but, you know, I think even if it's the worst-case scenario of taking, you know, a reduced deal, reduced role, Chris Paul's willing to do that because he wants to win that championship and he wants to keep playing because he loves the game. What that means as far as, you know, what team is that, I think it's really any scenario. I could see that Phoenix resign him at a, a friendlier contract. I could see them trying to negotiate sign-in trades, but I think when you're looking at some of these possibilities, the Lakers for example, I know that philosophically it would just seem like it would be a stretch for them to get him because they've had concerns about giving up lack of depth before in previous trades leading to the trade deadline last season knowing that LeBron James is going to be another year older, Anthony Davis you never know if he can be consistently healthy they don't want to have to deal with those question marks with Chris, but look, uh, there is a scenario for that to happen if it's a reduced role and then there is a real real relationship that he's had with LeBron James over the years. So how that applies to other teams, I could see it still be a value of uh, you know being a veteran guy around Memphis because they need a lot of locker room leadership. Same thing with New Orleans, but it's really going to hinge on to what degree is Chris uh, really willing to give up, you know, some of his earnings, which he rightfully has deserved because of his strong caliber of play this year. But right now, he's entering that pivot point in his career at 37 years old, where obviously health has been such a fragile thing these last few years. So that really complicates teams' interests, not only in him, but what they'd be willing to give up in sign-in trades or in cap space. He's our Fox Sports Radio NBA insider, Mark Medina. Also catch him on the Sporting Tribune. Enjoy Game 4 tomorrow, Mark. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks so much, guys. Thanks for being the highlight of the day so far. Yes, so far. We are in the pole position. We have the lead in the top thing to happen to Mark Medina on this Thursday, June 8th. He's Olden Pavlidis. I'm Dan Beyer. A busy day for the NBA's competition committee as they are meeting to discuss possible rule changes. He's Olden Polonese. I'm Dan Byer in for Doug Gottlieb. And Olden, one of the possible rule changes would be that the NBA is considering awarding a second coach's challenge if the first challenge is successful for an NBA coach. Are you a fan of this proposal? I'm definitely a fan of it, only because they should have challenges. What I was saying a couple months back is I believe the challenges should be tied to your timeouts. Period. You have six timeouts. Okay, if you use a challenge and you win it, 
you keep your timeout. If you don't win it, you lose a timeout because it's already in play. You already get the timeouts anyway. So to me, I don't like the fact that the referee makes a mistake. You go take a look at it. Oh, you're right. We made a mistake. You win a challenge. And to me, those are the things that bother me within this rule. But yeah, if what you're getting a second ch- challenge, I'm a, I'm all for it. What about um, final two minutes in that situation? Like, is it worth it uh, if you're losing a timeout, even though you're getting a challenge? Is is that is that too much of a penalty to try to correct a referee's mistake? Because I think the part of the challenge is it's not getting the call right. It's you don't want to slow down the game. But in the most important parts of the game, you may need that timeout. And would it be worth it to use it? Like, if it's under two minutes, can you keep your timeout if you have your coach's challenge? No, it, it wouldn't be. Because, see, it would make everybody play better. It would make coaches coach better. Michael Malone called two timeouts to stop runs. And I get that. Whereas... Joe uh, Missoula was taking four timeouts home. And so to me, you know, it, it would help coaches be better coaches because now I have to pretty much figure out, okay, when am I going to challenge? When, because I know it's tied to my timeout. So I can't just and – I, and I can't just randomly call a timeout because I'm mad at my guys. I, I think that – like so Joe Missoula uh, got the benefit of the doubt in – calling for the review um on the the uh the shot in the uh Eastern Conference uh on the on the the tipping yeah. you know yep or and so that they were allowed to um they they put more time on the clock for yeah, the review they got the 3 seconds instead of 2 point yes one. and then Derek White ends up having the 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 tipping but Missoula was rewarded because he hadn't used it in the first forty-seven minutes of that <laughs> of that game. Like in that scenario, he uses the challenge and he gains the time, but now he doesn't have the timeout. So I can't remember the exact situation. But if it was the situation where he only had one timeout, he wouldn't have been able to advance the ball because he used the challenge. Mm-hmm. So, like, that would be a penalty on Missoula for getting the review because you would be losing the ability to advance the ball to half court if you only had one timeout. But if you use the timeout and it's and it's successful, you should be rewarded. It should not be a penalty to the teams. That's why I'm saying, why, how do you lose the timeout when you're right? Yes, correct. <laughs> we corrected the mistake. Okay. So I get to keep my challenge. Oh, I get to keep my timeout. Okay. I should not right. be penalized. Okay, I get you. I yeah. thought you were saying that it's still it should be tied to timeouts no matter the outcome of the I'm call. I'm just saying, if you keep winning the challenge, you keep your six. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because gotcha. Because now it puts pressure on everybody, even the league. All right, I got you. I got you. I, I had to get my ducks in yeah, a row there. Cause it's yeah, because it's crazy because a lot of teams are getting whacked over the head with these challenges and these bad calls by the referees. And the one thing I'll say, and I know it's not part of this, but this is the one I, I, I want them to get rid of. They, since they're changing stuff. Get rid of this damn two-minute report. I don't want to see or, or hear about your mistakes after the fact when it's not going to change anything. They wanted to do a 48-minute report, but they wanted to save paper. <laughs> Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, Nods to campus, legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, graduate hotels are the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. And odds are wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug, good at any graduate hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Pyer. He's the NBA vet, Olden Polony, sitting in for Doug today. A night off for the NBA. Game four takes place tomorrow night in Miami. We hope you're up for a game here on Fox Sports Radio because it's... This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb show. 
Gottlieb shows live from the TireRack.com studios. Isaac Lauren Cron is here. Hello, Isaac. What do we got today? Uh, I'm really cold right now. I was wondering. <laughs> I feel a draft. Oh, well, right. that explains it. Our game is I feel a draft. So we're going to draft our all-time top NBA centers. It's going to be a snake format. So it'll go Olden. We'll start with your first pick. Then Dan Beyer, John Ramos, Jason Stewart, and Jer- oh, it's me. Uh, referred to it a bit differently in the message here. And then back around again. So number, if we have time. If, if we, we have time. time. Number one, and no trades, number one overall pick. Drafting all-time NBA centers, Olden Polony. So you get the first pick. Man, I'm 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 at a loss. It's between Wilt and Kareem. I go with the captain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. All right. Your first game. Yeah, you mentioned that yeah, earlier. First game against us. That's my hero. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think that that's a bad pick. Indeed, uh, Dan Beyer. I, I'm going to go with the guy that we talked a bit about earlier. I'm going to go um, just because of my era where I am. I'm going to go Hakeem Olajuwon. So we have Kareem and Hakeem, our top two. That brings up John Ramos. But by the way, that really was in the face of Olden Polonies or Dan, because he said he was down to Will or uh, or Kareem. Will. Yes. Bill Russell, and, and or Will and Kareem, and you didn't go with Will. I did not. So that was kind of in his face. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead. <laughs> right. start right. to that, yeah. Olden. Uh, yes, I'll take Olajuwon. Well, I will go with Wilt Chamberlain. How's that, Olden? Just for just for you, I, I do think Wilt Chamberlain's one of the top five centers of all my time. Goodness. So Wilt Chamberlain is my John. We're be. we're drafting not how they are in the bedroom. Oh, <laughs> oh, come on now, you got great value by the way. With <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, I knew that would come up eventually. Jason Stewart. I can't believe my new bowl lasted oh. until the fourth. <laughs> you did. Um, no, I'm going to go with Jokic just to kind of stir things oh, up. Jokic. Come on, Jason. All right, it's my turn, and I cannot believe how ungrateful the rest of you are. I apologize on their behalf. I am drafting you, Olden Polynes. Oh, wow. Oh, he is a 50.5 career field goal shooter from the field, so beat that with a stick, everybody. The rest of you are ungrateful. So with the number six pick, I'm going with Shaquille Ooh, O'Neal. And that brings us back to Jason Stewart. Oh wow, we're gonna we're gonna do another yeah, round. We're gonna jam this in. We're gonna jam, slam it in. Take my new bowl. Why not? Yeah, my new bowl. My new bowl. All right, my hey, new bowl. you insist. John Ramos, the number eight pick. Um, I don't know if he did it for such a long time, but just when I saw him play, he was just awesome. That's Moses Malone. Okay. Oh, oh. fo fo <laughs> number nine, Dan Byer. Uh, Give me Ewing. Patrick me Pat Ewing. Ewing. And the final pick goes to you, Olden Polonies, number 10 overall. Pick. I'm only going to take him because he took my pick, David Robinson. All right. With apologies <laughs> to the late, great Bill Russell. That's the draft. That's game, huh? Game time. Bill this still is game time. Yeah, he was. On the Doug Gottlieb yeah. Show. Is that right? Good news. You could take him in the third round if we had a third round. He's Olden Polonies. I'm Dan Beyer. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show live from the TireRack.com studios. And you wouldn't believe what NBA Commissioner Adam Silver had to say about Grizzlies guard John Morant. You'll hear it next on Fox. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DOUG. That's DOUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.